Oh, buckle up. It's Grey's Anatomy, Season 8, Episode 24, Flight. This week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Um, so remember, um, we we recently talked with Zach Reno about um, uh, a game, but we were talking about genders, uh, toys, like yes. boys' toys, girls' toys. Girls toys. Yes. Uh, And so anyway, I was reading an article today about Miss Monopoly. Ms. Ms. Monopoly from Hasbro, from the makers of Monopoly. It's to address the gender pay gap. So the way Miss Monopoly works is the woman, like if the females, uh, the women who play Monopoly, uh, the females, the girls get more money at start. And every time they pass go, uh, boys get $200, girls get $250. And all of the things instead of properties are things that women created. I don't feel I can speak to it, but to me it just seems pandering and completely off base with how we could uh, deal with the pay gap. The fuck game is this? Miss Monopoly. I Yeah, okay. But <laughs> I mean, just like what? who was sitting around the room being like, you know what we got to do? We got to address problems in the real world and we've got to put them in our games. The game that was started initially, uh, Monopoly was started by a guy who wanted to teach his kids about how capitalism is bad. And then the game got sold and became actually capitalism is good. So this is capitalism is good plus, hey, ladies, Go get yours? I, like, what? But also, if you want to teach pay equality, then normal Monopoly and giving the same amount of money seems to... I feel... I don't know. If I gave my daughter that, I feel like I'd be like, it's an unfair world, so enjoy this game while you can, because the adults couldn't get their shit together. <laughs> this is crazy. I think it's just going to send... Oh, I don't know that it's going to send the wrong message, but it's going to send a message that, like... I don't know what message this sends, yeah. quite frankly. At first, I was like, well, obviously, they're trying, like you said, they're pandering. Yeah. But you know what it is? It sends the same message as those mugs you see at the TJ Maxx clearance aisle that say things like girl boss or like, uh, you know, I- I- I'm a woman here. Yeah. Or like that kind of shit where it's just like, this is as bad and pandering. It's just that whole lean in idea of feminism that uh, is just there to sell you shit. And not necessarily there to actually do anything about the patriarchy. Yeah. I don't see how giving one gender more money. And then it said in the article, now you can just give give each other uh, equal amounts of money. So <laughs> regular monopoly. But all of the things, all the things that you buy are not like Boardwalk Park Place, like locations. It's like Wi-Fi and things that were invented by women, um, which is... But, like, that doesn't make sense because are you putting a hotel on Wi-Fi? I feel like, you know what they need to do? They may, they need to make an entirely different game, Steve. They need to make some kind of game that's, I don't know, say, like, career-based. And, oh. you, can, and you can teach women to be 
anything, wow, you know, like shop a, owners and real estate agents, helicopter who, pilots. Oh, and, doctors. Oh, surgeons. I think I know of uh, a woman who's a doctor. I think I know of a few, and I think they're on a thing that we're going to talk about today. That's the sec alert going off. Ooh. I think we found a, well, that was a decent that, No, it was good. I Thank was saying you. it was our longest, most uh, prolonged segue. <laughs> We took the long route there, but that's okay. Take the long way because, home. And yeah. that song. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let me introduce our lovely guest who's always down to smash the patriarchy. Is that a great intro? That's always. Start? I want to do it, and I only want to do it via board games. <laughs> <laughs> that's untrue. Not. I don't want to get too involved. Like, board game people are very serious about it. And I don't want them to contact me and say, hey, I don't think you know enough about board games to say that's how you're going to smash the patriarchy. We're going to introduce her. We're going to get ahead of that. Please don't. <laughs> person. <laughs> We're going to introduce her, but please don't contact her about the board game business. Uh, she is the author of young adult novels, including Kissing Ted Callahan and other guys and the best selling the summer of Jordi Perez and the best burger in LA. Please welcome Amy Spaulding. Yay! Thank you. Oh, I was cheering that Nadia got through the intro without having to like retake to it look, or to look <laughs> at the bookshelf again. Yeah. <laughs> I have all of Amy's books. Uh, one of them's dedicated to me, which that's true. I love telling people Ooh. because uh, they're always like, "I want a book dedicated to me," and I'm like, "We well, should be friends with an author." <laughs> And like help her a lot with one of her books and be very instrumental. So Aww, yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm just saying you like pulled your weight. <laughs> you earned it. I, I earned, you earned my the dedication. Spot. Yeah, it's not like people at the end credits of film where it's like you know thanks Marie. It's like who's Marie? What'd she do? I don't know. She brought a sandwich one day. Everyone <laughs> liked it. Everyone had her sand one sandwich. <laughs> Yep. One medium-sized sandwich for a whole film crew. It was a miracle. <laughs> Marie is Jesus. Uh-huh. Oh. That's and- how we're making everything feminist now. A woman <laughs> shared all the food this time. It's a woman Jesus gave everyone a sandwich that never ended. <laughs> but for some reason was at what do we say the end of the credits? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus showed up on the set but still couldn't get billed higher than Jeremy Renner. I get it. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, speaking of stars of stage and screen, uh, today we're going to be talking about Grey's Anatomy, specifically the episode Flight, which is um, the season eight finale and uh, the 172nd episode of the series. Oh, my God. <laughs> so many. So what season is it on right now? 16, I think. So this episode at 172 is halfway it's half through of the, the run. show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, It first aired in May of 2012, and a lot happens. So much. So much. Before we get too deep into it, uh, Amy, why do you know that? So I really love Grey's Anatomy, even though it is now just a patently bad show in most ways. Um, it, It was good at one point, and then it slowly became bad. And I jumped out of it. I was like, not for me. I don't want to watch a bad show. I have a life. I have stuff going on. And then they put it all on Netflix. And it turned out I wanted to watch all of it in rapid succession. So I watched it all. And this episode shocked me (laughs) in a manner I was, I mean, 
things happen in the show that I, sh- I mean, you think you can warm up to like anything could happen because literally there was a plot line where someone fucked a ghost for a season. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So after that, you're like, what are you going to shock me with? This episode is bonkers. And I, when I watched it, I was like, I can't believe I never heard about this when it aired. What is going on? And I tweeted about it and a bunch of people were like, oh, no, I was watching this live when it happened. Nobody knew what to do. It was very upsetting and very weird. So I couldn't stop thinking about it. It also like, well, we can we can get more into the weeds of it. But a lot of what the plot it inspired just turned into like bureaucracy about hospital ownership, (laughs) which is so tall. And I like I just love to think like, oh, yeah, we need to add some drama, we're gonna have a plane crash. And they're like, but what we're really gonna spend a season on after is being like, okay, well, after a lawsuit, like, who owns a hospital? Who has the most shares? What kind of company could come in and buy some of it? Who could you work? It's like, what? I don't think this is what anyone is interested. Like, I don't want to go to a meeting at my office. I don't watch I don't want to watch like hours of meetings of somebody else. Like, I, just show me, like, more things blowing up and, like, people screaming and... Get an investigative journalist in there. Yes! And everybody has night terrors with flashbacks to the crash. Yep. Um, ghosts haunting them. I feel like they got that out of their system in, like, three or four episodes and they were just like, great, let's get to these board meetings. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the show 911 is also. The season two <laughs> premiere was a giant earthquake that was so bad. It would like rock Los Angeles buildings toppled over. By episode three, everything was just. Wasn't there like an alligator or something in that show that attacked someone in a bat? I don't know. Yes. I saw a gif of it and I was very disturbed. The, probably. I mean, the pilot has a baby flushed. It's stuck in a pipe because it was flushed down the <laughs> toilet. So it goes it goes there. It's really a spiritual sister to Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what if the whole show was the season finale <laughs> yeah. of Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, what's everybody's relationship to Grey's Anatomy? Because I remember watching it when it was airing, like the first few seasons. And then I think it was basically Katherine Heigl fucks a ghost that made me go, Nah, man, nah, I, I can't think do it. Made it. a lot of. That's around the time I stopped too. Right. What was that like? Season four, season five ish, something like it's that. Season five or six. It's always later than I think it is. Okay. Yeah, I was not watching necessarily religiously, but watching in like a. Ooh, let me go to abc.com and watch the ep- catch up on the episode I missed the other day. That kind of thing. This is before, uh, uh, like, Roku. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I was I. I also had like early, early, early Netflix. I was like a very early adopter of Netflix. So I was still getting the DVDs. So whenever seasons of TV would come on, I would rent and then, you know, just keep them for a month, watch it or however long you were able to keep them for. However um, long you forever, wanted. But you had to keep paying every month. So in it. some ways you were paying $10 a month. You, know what, it, you <laughs> know what I had before that? I had Blockbuster Video as a membership and like you could rent DVDs in the mail that way. And so you would rent like, you know, season two, like the first eight episodes of something and then have to like wait to catch up on it. I did uh, that with uh, Veronica Mars was the house. I watched that. It was Blockbuster also, and I was near a Blockbuster, so I would have one mailed to me, and then I'd be like, well, I guess I'll just walk and get a, get a new disc. I also did that same yeah. thing. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. We should have some podcasts. <laughs> 
I feel like young people are like, I don't understand any of these words. Uh. Yeah, pretty much. Guys, there was a whole different world where uh, when way back in the day, when you watch TV, you had to be there to watch it or you had to tape it on a blank tape and have your VCR set to record to tape it. I just recorded another podcast about a TV show and I was talking about the fact that if you miss something, you just missed it. It's gone. And there were there were shows if you like if you didn't start with the pilot, you were always just a little like, I don't understand a section of this entire show. Mm -hmm. And then maybe one day you might see a repeat. Eventually it might be on DVD, but you just sort of were like running to catch up. And that was normal. You said the thing about like asking about your relationship with Grey's Anatomy. I literally last week called it my spouse (laughs) because I was hanging out with some friends and one said, we I don't remember why we were talking about this, but she said with her, as far as she was concerned, her and her husband, she's like, look, we're like, we're together forever until one of us dies and that's it. That's how I look at it. I was like, that's me and Grey's Anatomy. I don't (laughs) care if I like it anymore. We're together until one of us dies. Oh, that's how I was with, that's how I was with Weeds, which was, I think, eight seasons. So that's half of where Grey's Anatomy is now. And those were shorter seasons, I believe. Cause like I was, just rewatching some early episodes and like season two is like 27 episodes long. I'm like, God. what? Like nobody makes a 27 episode season. No. That's, I, that's so much nuts. filler. Yeah. I, I will say this. According to TV ratings in the US at least, uh, like obviously TV ratings are very weird now because you have streaming, you have all these other factors going into it. But the I know I learned about it in college. <laughs> in the deep in the when you were in deep, deep in I was the deep in college. Deep in college. Uh the season sixteen premiere uh pulled in six point five million viewers. People still watch it. It's still very popular. I think it's I'm gonna double check this. I think I read it was like the third still um third most popular sh- like uh shoot. Yeah, it was the number three drama on all of broadcast television. Uh, that that was reported like in 2017. Yeah, that's, so that's not. It's so weird because I'm ago. like, I feel for a while I was like, I feel like it's just me still hanging in there. It's not. It's not cool, but it's fine. And a lot of my friends, I've learned either still watch it or there was an episode a few years ago where a woman came into the hospital and she was like being real cagey about like what was going on, and then. <laughs> Like she screams and a bunch of people scream and start getting shot. And it turned out she had a gun in her vagina and it was shooting people through her like stomach. Stop. And I talked about this on Twitter a lot and people were like, yeah, I'm going to watch it again now. (laughs) But yeah. Have you single-handedly saved this show from extinction because you were constantly tweeting about the woman who's vagina shoots off a gun i just kept thinking there was like a man who was there for like something really minor but then he got shot and he had to like go into surgery i'm like imagine having to like call your family later and be like well i was there because i got you know i don't know scratched by something i needed to make sure i didn't need stitches but then a gun hidden in a vagina shot me how does it even go off that's what i was wondering eagles (laughs) i don't know that's Wait, was she purposely shooting the gun? No. Oh. <laughs> like, her bad boyfriend made her hide it there. It's always a man. Speaking <laughs> of Miss Monopoly. <laughs> a bad man made her hide a weapon. <coughs> in her vagina. In her vag- and it shot people. You know what? I bet, the, I don't know how it went off the first time, but maybe after that, like, every time it went off, it, like, the the, the, the fear of it would cause her to tense up, which would make it fire again i feel like i'd be real tense and so she just can't stop so, yeah i don't 
know a lot about guns. I thought you were going to say vaginas. (laughs) (laughs) That too. I'm no gynecologist, (laughs) but. But I feel like guns have a trigger. And like, how does. Maybe that bad boyfriend modified it to make it shoot real easy. That could be. Because I'm like, how do they get it up there without shooting if it's just going off? I feel like somebody just read about a sexual kink and was like, let's put this in the show. (laughs) Because I remember a long time ago reading that they would look up like medical mysteries. I was going to say they. I know that they do use medical. They're always like, "Oh no, if it's something really weird," and I'm like, "There is no way some of this stuff was in a medical journal." Because <laughs> we would all have heard about the hospital where a bunch of people got shot by a vagina gun. Yeah, every. every I remember Christina Ricci was in like the post Super Bowl episode. Oh um, yeah. And uh, that was the one I think somebody had a bomb in them and she had to keep her hand like in a person. Yes. Is that correct? I just saw that recently. <laughs> I've seen it a lot. It's More a- like reachingly. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping that in. We're not only keeping that in, we're duplicating it and putting the joke in twice. Before we get too deep into the episode, can you quickly, like let's say aliens came down and we're like, what the hell is Grey's Anatomy? Like, can you right. give a quick, we know we've been talking about it, but like as as briefly as you can leading up to this episode, sort of what's, who are the main players and what's Grey's Anatomy about? Yeah. Grey's Anatomy is a medical drama written by Shonda Rhimes. Uh, it started, well, I think it's still Meredith Grey is our, was our like entry point character and she's still, I guess the main character, though they're like. Played by five characters, played by Ellen Pompeo. Mm -hmm. And it starts with her starting her internship at Seattle Grace Hospital. And there's other interns and there's residents and people are it's was like a very sexy show because the whole sort of setup for the show was the night before she starts her internship. She has a one night stand. It turns out to be one of the hot doctors at the hospital. So now it's awkward. Is this her boss? McDreamy? It's McDreamy. Patrick Dempsey. That's McDreamy. Uh, yeah, the show is just full of people hooking up left, right, and center. Um, that was, I feel like, sort of it's like, this is how we're different than other shows. We have a lot of sex in it. Like, right. it's very, but it's very, like, it's funny to watch it knowing it was considered, like, a very sexy show. Because it's also just, it's, like, all the embarrassing, like, 20, like, 20-year-olds hookup drama. Mm-hmm. It feels, like, almost realistic in that way of, like, this is all very sad. You people need to sort some things out. Right. Everyone and, like, go back to therapy. work. Go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are lives at stake, damn it. It's a hospital. And like, yeah, like you said, there's always usually like a medical mystery or something like very dramatic of the week. And it usually like metaphorically ties into what the characters are going through. But I like it. The one thing I really, really like about it is that the women in it, they really do. They care about their careers and like their boyfriends or their husbands. Like some of them are mothers. Some of them are not. Some of them, you know, have different sorts of goals. Some are very focused on career only. And those things are all sort of presented as okay, as long as you're not being a dick to everyone. Right. So I think like, even though Grey's is also a show where a gun shot out of a vagina and someone (laughs) fucked a ghost, like it does have these things too. I'm like, oh, God damn. Like just when I get like so angry at it for being so dumb and I'm like, I don't even know if I can do this. Like there was an episode last season that had a non-binary character and the way they handled it was like, I thought really well done and like forced a character to use their correct pronouns in a way that like made a lot of, I felt like for maybe viewers in the middle of the country who hadn't met a non-binary person was like, Oh, this feels like really nice and thoughtful. So I'm like, now I have to like the show in a respectful way, not just a guilty way. (laughs) 
So it's it kind of runs the gamut. She did uh, initially say, Shonda Rhimes, that she wanted to make a show about smart women competing with each other. And that was sort of the, the you know, where to, the starting point. So is there anything that we should know before we get too deep into this episode? Like other big moments that may have happened or characters that uh, well, there's particularly leading into this. So as we discuss it. A whole it, lot of bad things have happened to these people. Yeah, this right. is kind of a staple, I feel, is every so often there's a disaster. Yes, exactly. So there was like a gunman who held everyone hostage in the hospital. That's in addition to the time a gunman was outside shooting and some people got shot. And one of the yeah, one of the doctors got cancer and that's why she was fucking a ghost because that was her tumor. And then there was that's a Catherine that's Heigl. Catherine Heigl. But at the end of that season, all the ads were like, one character is going to die at the end of this episode. And everyone's like, well, it's Catherine Heigl because she's been fucking a ghost and she has cancer. But then it was T.R. Knight who played George O'Malley and he was in a he got hit by a bus because he like talked to a girl. It was odd. Yes. And then they couldn't recognize him and then they realized it was him and it was very it was it would have been more dramatic except I feel like that almost happened on an episode of ER and it really I was like this is writing that's been stolen (laughs) which is stupid because whatever it's First of all, it's not. And secondly, what like whatever. It's all medical dramas on network television. They all ha- they do a lot of the same things. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. there's only so many stories. Yeah. Eventually you're gonna recycle <laughs> the go- <laughs> fucking your ghost tumor. <laughs> well, that's what's weird. I was like, how could you come up with that and then have something that just feels like stale? Yeah. Um, so we had all these shooties. Is this did the fairy episode? Yes, oh yeah, there was a fairy crash. <laughs> Where a woman it takes place in Seattle. Where a woman where there I hated played by Elizabeth Reeser, who I also hate. Not personally, I've never met her. I just don't care for her as an actress. Was like a faceless woman, and then a, one of the doctors fell in love with her, and then she went crazy. Oh, that's right. I remember this. But now. also Meredith almost died, I think, because yeah. she like fell in the water when she was they're helping. But she was very depressed, so it was very, Everyone's like, like, did she do it on purpose? Right. That's what I remember. And yeah. then I think at that point, that's when I was like, all right, I got to peace out. Um, <laughs> There's so many moments where it's appropriate to be like, this is enough. Yeah. And yet. So then she, okay. So at this point, by the time we get to the, uh, the episode Flight, Ellen Pompeo has married Patrick Dempsey in the show. She has. They have an adopted daughter together. Right. Uh, Sandra O oh is still there, hanging out. Yes. Her best friend, Christina. Um, Wait, in season eight, they have a daughter together? They already, they adopted, I don't know when they adopted So she has her. like a teenage daughter now. No. Oh, yeah. She's like, I feel like she's like eight or nine. Now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. But yeah. Well, good for her. I didn't know that she was a mother. Good for her. Again, it's one of those things I'm like, oh, I like how they show that mothers can be career professionals, yeah. too. It's Again, I yeah. feel I have a lot of really mixed feelings about this show. I get it. Um, what? Uh, who else is? Okay, so Tara Knight's gone. Isaiah Washington is. He, He's been gone even longer. Yes, for reasons. For reasons. Uh, that we don't need to totally get into. Uh, and then Chandra From Wilson, the who's. Um, Bailey. Bailey. She's still she's there. She's still there. And she's. Karev's still there. Yes. Um. McSteamy, different guy from McDreamy is there. Yes. That's Eric Dane. Yeah. The man who recently, uh, is most recently on Euphoria and had an interview where he talked about like shooting a sex scene with the 
I, I don't know how old the actress is, but um, in the show, she's supposed to be like 17. And he was talking about like, yeah, we wanted this to be as real as possible. And I'm like, oh, oh what a cool thing to get excited about. Yeah, oh. and it, ba- it, it basically came off, whether intentional or not, as like, did you want to like really give it to uh, a young woman like that? Like, were you so horned up by this scene and this person? I like, don't care for that. Yeah, it was not good. And it made me go, ugh. Uh, Which is all it's also funny because this character on Grey's was like, he's the man whore. Yes. I wonder how much of that is him. I know. I was like, now I just think I'm like, oh, did they meet him? And we're like, oh, you should be a character. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a man whore. It does happen sometimes. That's like the entire casting process of the show Lost as they kept bringing in people for roles. And then they'd be like, oh, let's write something for that guy because we just like his deal. And we think like, oh, if you do this instead, you'll be really great. Uh, yeah, it was originally just one person on an island. Yeah. <laughs> it was originally Castaway. Yeah. But they just liked everyone so much. The polar bear came in. Like, we got to find a part for you. The plane, they were like, well, listen, I mean, I don't know what we can do with this, but how about if we put you in the pilot and you just crash? You get but, like, pilot? You'll be... <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I'm so what sorry. was it, Christina Ricci? Recently, okay. So there's a bunch of people there at the start of flight. This includes um, Meredith Gray slash Ellen Pompeo's sister. Yes, Lexi, Lexi Gray. Yes. What was her deal prior to the episode? Um, Lexi was a sister that. Meredith didn't know she had because her parents divorced and then her dad was terrible and her mom was also terrible and kept her away from her dad. But it seemed like he did not try. And so he went off and had another family and one of those, he had two daughters and one of them, one of them we saw once and never saw again, which is bad follow up Shonda rhymes. Um, And the other one was Lexi who coincidentally became a doctor at the same hospital. I think she was trying to get close to Meredith. By the way, this is, this is Meredith's. That's her. Those are her first two long lost sisters. She has another long lost sister that shows up a few seasons ago. um, There's a third sister, but that one's like her mother's daughter with the chief who she'd been having an affair with. And she is one of Maggie Pierce is one of the best characters on the show. Now it's very confusing for me to hate a setup so much. And then it's a really good character. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but yes, that's three long lost sisters. For one woman. <laughs> this is what we're dealing with before we get into this episode. This is why I'm like, we need to set up yes. how insane this world is. So that as we get into it's this episode like a- to understand that like, the insanity levels are very soap high. opera world where this kind of stuff happens. But then it's also with like, alarming irregularity. Yes. And also it's that thing that you said where it's also performed by really good actors for the most part and filmed often very well. So then you're sort of like, like it's jarring to be like, well, this is terrible, but it's also very good. And I have, and then, you know, there's like, a great Tegan and Sarah song playing in the background. I'm like, I don't know. I'm having emotions. I know I shouldn't. <laughs> um, any, oh, Steve, do you have any like follow up questions before we get into the episode where you're like, I need to know what's going on with this or that? No, just um, if she's got, it's a good thing she's got long lost siblings crawling out of the woodwork because it seems like she could spare a few when one gets a plane on her. <laughs> <laughs> One does get a plane on her. That's right. what happens. Okay. So, 
why don't well, you walk the, us through so bits and pieces of I this guess episode. at the end of the episode before this one. Okay. The doctors are getting on a plane together to go to Boise to do a si- conjoined twin separation. As one does. Yeah. As, you know, you put all the surgeons in a little plane to go do a conjoined twin surgery. They've set these conjoined twin surgeries up in the past to be like, look, you need a lot of teams. You need one for the mom. You need one for both twins. Oh, so that's just how they get. Anytime they need to get all the doctors, like, out of the hospital. Anytime they need a big team, they're always like, conjoined twins. It's like, I think it happened at least three times. (laughs) So they're all going to go. And it's supposed to be Mark Sloan, who's... McSteamy. Yeah. Meredith Gray. Yeah. McDreamy, Derek Shepard. Yes. Christina. Christina. Sandro. Yang, um Lexi Gray. Yes. And it's supposed to be Alex Karev, but he announces that he's gonna go to John Hopkins and become a doctor there. And so his boss, Arizona Robbins, a normal name for a human to have. <laughs> Not at all like a Stanley character come to life. <laughs> She's like, how dare you? I trained you and you would leave, which is actually, I think, the point of a teaching hospital is you get trained and you leave. But she's so angry that she's like, you're not allowed to represent the hospital. You have to stay back. I'm going to get on this plane instead. Okay. All right. So, so and then the it's a pilot named Jerry, we learn. <laughs> so that's that's the team on the plane. They're going to fly in a little plane to go to Boise to separate some twins. Right. And I guess that happens at the very end of the episode before. So when flight opens, it's just scree. It kind of looks like if Lost were shot worse. <laughs> um, it's just like a plane crash and like people in scrubs stumbling around and just like constant screaming. Yeah, no shade. It has a very student film quality to it in that first few minutes. It looks so bad. I cannot believe how bad it looks. And it intercuts with flashbacks to what I want to say is the pilot episode or very, very, very early on. It's like flash. It's this weird thing where it's a flashback they filmed in the first or second season, I think in the second, when they're sort of like, here's how they met the night before the show actually started. That's what it is. So it's not even necessarily the actual pilot as much as it is a flashback to a... <laughs> to a flashback. Yeah, a flashback to a flashback where essentially the chief is saying like, look around, this is where your lives are going to change, essentially. Yeah, and he's like, one of you will drop out, two will go to other hospitals, one will fail, one will... like. Yeah, it's a lot and of then numbers. Just showing people like basically being on fire. (laughs) (laughs) One will fuck a ghost tumor. I was like, these are not accurate statistics, and it's weird you're bringing them up now. Yeah, it's got it's it's very it's a very strange way to open an episode, particularly when it's a season finale episode, and it just kind of like there's no indication prior that this is what's about to happen, right? No, I guess. I guess you know at the end that there's a plane crash, but we are not prepared for what... Like, yeah, it just starts and people are screaming. Right. It's visceral. Yes. It's it's like everybody behind the camera at Grey's Anatomy was like, let's just get a... Let's just all take this episode off and have a completely different vision come in with completely different idea and make a 
horrifying, horrifying. I feel like you can feel how into it everyone bought. You, like, yeah. yeah. Like, they were all like, yeah, this is going to be real and really crazy. I just like describing it, as Steve said, a horrifying, horrifying. <laughs> like, that is that is its own sentence. It's I a also, horrifying, horrifying. I was looking up some stuff about it, and they filmed it at Big Bear, which I also <laughs> thought was so funny. Yes. I was like, Big Bear has never looked so horrifying. <laughs> I mean, they shoot. They, there's bits and pieces of Barry that are shot in Big Bear, I think, and that is incredibly horrifying for lots of reasons. This is not that. Nope, not uh, that. So okay, so we open on this flashback slash intercut of plane crash. Meredith is kind of worse for the wear, but like able to get up. She like maybe she's concussed, but like that seems to be about it. Oh, she no. I, she I'm has sorry. like a piece of metal she yanks out of her leg. Yes, she has Ugh. a piece. Yeah, she like sits up and is like, what's going on? And then looks and there's like shrapnel on the side of her leg and she just yanks it out. Like, and like blood's like, zink. <laughs> yeah, the blood pack goes, pshoo. And she immediately like, f- doesn't have gauze, <laughs> but figures out like some piece of cloth somewhere around to like tourniquet herself, which feels very uh, like, I don't know. I like Meredith's got this covered. She's good at her job. I yeah. like that though, because you usually don't see like a plane crash where everybody's like, oh, cool, shrapnel. No, I can take care of this. I, uh, I'm a surgeon. Yeah, okay? nobody's like queasy. <laughs> yeah. I was queasy watching it. They oh, put yeah. some money into these bodily effects, and it is troubling. Yeah. Uh, Christina is, is like obsessed with the fact that she has lost her shoe. That's where she's starting from. That's, needs, there's always a friend who's like, something. something bad is happening. One of your friends is like fixated on the wrong thing. Yes. That uh, is Christina in this. Her shoulder's been dislocated in the crash, I believe. But like, that's the worst but the two of, of these are pretty, like, they're pretty much okay. The two of yes, them. Yeah. Uh, it's everybody else that's in very bad shape, generally speaking. Uh, and Derek McDreamy, nowhere to be found. Right. He's somewhere. And Meredith's just like, where's Derek? Where's Derek? I mean, it's her husband. That's... I get it, but also it's like there's a lot happening, yeah. and everyone's like, "I got one." It's like a improv game where you're like, "This is your game. You're worried about Derek. You're worried about your shoe. Yeah, this person's cold. Like, it's very, it's so, it's, it's party like, Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like for all Gray's faults, I feel like people are written like realistically for the world this heightened world they live in and this episode is just like there is a, what i call like a lot of acting yes it's very uh it's very black box theater acting that's it's, how i'm gonna describe it it's like it, it's kind of like uh like i'll always say when i see tori spelling and something like you can't say she's not acting hard <laughs> yes everyone you can in say this she's bad but you can't say she's not working at so it hard. and everybody's really acting hard in this and it's weird because I'm like, you are all better than this. What's ha- what happened in Big Bear? Right. So it it turns out that uh, I'm trying to remember everybody else's injuries. Arizona is pretty messed up from the waist name. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how specific they get about it. I know from spoiler alert things that happen later that one of her legs is real fucked up but i'm not sure i think she's just sort of like i'm real hurt yeah she i think she can see bone which is never a good thing oh uh, that's right like her femur is coming out oh I think. Yeah. yeah and but she's like she's real concerned about the pilot right yes the pilot can't feel his legs which indicates paralyzation 
And I think Christina sticks like a, a pen or something in his like right Ooh. leg to be like, I'm sorry, as if to prove in this moment. Yep, you're paralyzed. Yeah. And now a pen sticking out. Like we could, you can't wait like until rescue comes to find out if he's paralyzed. What are you well, going to do with this information? Surgeon. That's true. It's he, not like she's just a guy who's like, Bing. And I understand that they're in the midst of a giant legitimate emergency here, but doesn't that seem like awful bedside manner? Somebody is, somebody that well, you don't Christina's know. that's Christina's thing, is she has bad bedside manner, but she's real good. Yeah, but I mean, in this moment, it just feels like, hey, there's been a plane crash. <laughs> yeah, the guy is probably paralyzed. Like, I don't know. Now's not the time to that, stick the pen in his right. leg. Yeah. What is just, knowing that he's paralyzed now going to do? It's yeah. just good character work. That's what That's she's true. like, guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate the shoe thing because she can't control anything. She can't fix anything with this plane crash, but she can focus on the shoe. That's something she can do. That's something that she can accomplish. That's why. And she does. Yet. She eventually finds it like 20 minutes in. Yeah. And that by but by the time she does, I'm just like, Oh, yeah, right. I've been so distracted by 10 minutes of nonstop screaming and the shaky camera work that and these whip hands uh, and constant, constant whip hands, constant whip hands. The camera was never not whipping. Yeah, it's fucking Devo over there. Whip it good. Like they hired someone who's like, I'd always love to film one thing. And they're like, here it is. The season (laughs) finale of Grey's Anatomy. Like everything is just bonkers it's it It doesn't look like it was filmed by a person who's ever made a tv show before it gives it a very blair witch quality (laughs) at the top uh and in a way that doesn't it's a stark contrast to the scenes in the hospital which we'll get to in a second uh which i don't know maybe that was deliberate maybe i'm not giving them enough credit but it certainly seems deliberate in the way that's like oh you didn't need to do that much of that i do i absolutely think they were aiming for this really big contrast because there's a lot of real like dull monotony sort of things happening in the hospital the drama is very low stakes I think that was all intentional. I think the camera works real slick versus being real spinning them around. But Jesus Christ, you don't need to spin around so much. You don't need to like do all the, yeah, the wet pans. It's nuts. It's not a carnival ride. I don't <laughs> need to be nauseous. Yeah, I think they could have maybe because they show so much stuff that's so graphic and it's like that's great practical effects and like gross stuff is great. But this is Grey's Anatomy, so we don't need it there. So maybe just like use that money to like a good director and a good crew could make it look good you don't need to have crushed hands and stuff oh the crushed hands are so gross uh so yeah we can't find derek but we do find lexi the law one one of three long lost sisters <laughs> and that plane is one on top was of never her. found again she came in once she had a baby and then we never saw her again i would love if she became like the only focal point for like whatever <laughs> the last season is and it's just all about meredith actually gets to have a real sister yeah i'd like to meet this woman oh uh, again but like a normal sister like a sister she's just like in hr somewhere she I doesn't mean, work at the hospital i was gonna say that's like what maggie's like but she is also a surgeon yeah, <laughs> but see, she's like a normal person. See, like I just want someone that works at like a Hallmark store. No, so, they got that. They got that doctor blood. <laughs> how many of her long lost siblings are surgeons or doctors? <laughs> Two out of three. <laughs> and her mother was a surgeon. Her mother was like a renowned one of the best surgeons who's ever lived. And Ellis her gray. And her father is just like a dumb guy. Yeah, that everyone hates. Who yeah. played her mom? Kate Burton. Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. She's also in Scandal. Yes. As, as is the guy who plays her dad. Yes. They got bigger roles in 
They're Shonda faves. The fun thing I will say about rewatching Grey's Anatomy is I feel like you see everyone's scandal audition. Because, <laughs> like, Josh Molina plays, like, a real, like, dweeby guy. I'm like, oh, this is totally just, like, warming up for a scandal character. It's great. Yeah. Uh, oh, to be to have the luxury of like I if you had multiple shows going where you look at some of your friends and you look go and like you're not right for this but I'm gonna give you a small bit and then that way I can convince them later with the other thing or just like you get to discover somebody you'd be like this guy's good maybe I can give him a whole thing like that's very cool to me yes like that sounds great um so uh back in the forest uh. <laughs> Everything's bad. Lexi is under that plane. And Lexi's like, I'm filling up with blood. I'm very sick. I'm about to die. And Mark Sloan, a.k.a. McSteamy, they've been having a very annoying on and off relationship for a very long time now. He's like, no, 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 no. You are fine. Stop talking about filling up with blood. It's going to be great. And she's like, uh, I mean, I'm a surgeon. I am filling up with blood. I'm going to die. Yeah, and he's like, no, 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 but I love you, though, but uh, we're going to have the kids. And, and he is in a relationship with another person at this point. Yeah, which... <laughs> but he's like, no, Lexi, I do love you. Yeah, which, what? Like, well, I understand... just it's- seasons of this, too. Just, like, again, it's the soap opera quality of, like, on and off, on and off, but it's very... I find it more annoying at this point than, like, touching. I'm just like... Yeah, you should have figured this out a long time ago, guys. Yeah. I watched the episode and all I could think about is how Lexi Gray is uh, Janie in Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's the she's all that uh, Rachel Lee Cook character. I never saw that film. Oh, man. But I probably shouldn't call it a film. <laughs> <laughs> she's also... Um, Oh, she's She's in Supergirl. Yeah, she's yeah, she's in one of she's in one of the CW superhero shows right now. Supergirl. Uh, and that's all I know about her. It's I was watching it, going like, "Oh, you look familiar. I think I've seen you on a bus ad. I don't know." Well, good for her. Yeah, good for you. Good. She died in a plane crash on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, you get to. That's an infamous. Yeah, that's never going to (laughs) change. Nobody can take that from her. Uh, what's it? Kyler Lee? Kyler Lee? Kyler, Kyler Lee? Lee? Yeah. Chyler, I don't know. Chyler, uh, Kyler yes. Lee, if you're listening, please tell us how to say your name. Yeah. I like Kyler better than Chyler. Yeah, me too. I don't think it's Chyler, but I'm just opening myself up to the possibility. Right. Just in case. Yeah. Chyler. Schler. Schler? <laughs> Listen, Schler, we, we loved your performance. And I do mean that sincerely. Like, her performance is very good in this. Like, yeah. she is she does a very good job at dying underneath a plane in the middle of the woods. She is doing, I feel like, the right amount of acting. <laughs> yes. Unlike almost everyone around her. Yes. Everybody else is, uh, feels like an acting exercise. And she's actually accessing emotions and, like, bringing them to life in almost a method way. Yeah, everyone else, it was, like, another improv class warm-up where the teacher's like, all right, now the room is on fire. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Ah, you all get to pick a different injury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she dies. I'm filling up with blood. <laughs> she dies so early on in the episode, too. And it's this weird thing where Meredith's, like, got to look for Derek. They're like, oh, uh, you should probably go see your sister. She's like, mm, really, should I? And they're like... Yeah, she's about to die. And then she still doesn't like walk over like the 10 feet in time. Yeah. It's very. Yeah. It's 
this I feel like the blocking of that was weird. To be fair, it does feel like uh she is concussed and all she got that yes. shrapnel in her earlier, so I'm sure she can't walk too fast. But it does feel like, oh no, she just missed being able to say goodbye to the one person in our family. Oh yeah. God. And also like, I don't know. Maybe you'd think she'd want to like chill with her sister before going off to find her husband because like you don't know it where your husband is, but you do know that your sister's crushed on her plane, to die. filling with it's, blood. It's just a little weird. I don't know. I don't. I kept thinking though. I'm like, what's the realistic choice anyone should be making in this bonkers scene? <laughs> like it's hard. Like where do you ground it? I feel like yeah. I feel like Kyler Lee was like the one person who was able to sort of ground the scene interacting but it was hard to fault other people because i'm like this is nuts it's also very hard to act against a guy who's going like we're gonna make it we're gonna have babies and you're <laughs> gonna be a surgeon oh no she deserves credit just for that yeah, yeah. like he really goes on a whole thing <laughs> i i have no other word to describe it it's just a th- it's a thing that it just does rant of a crazy man who's clearly watching somebody that he bonked a few times die, and I I don't know. And Maybe then she smiled, and she smiled. Well, the whole she thing died. about their relationship was supposed to be like he was a he was a whore, and then she tamed him. Like she's the one that like made him want only one woman at a time. Can I make it any more obvious? <laughs> <laughs> So it's this like, oh, for him to want these things, it's oh, what progress for him. Right. Oh, oh Just, yeah, I mean, progress. to me, I was like, it's so boring. Yeah. Progress. Big quotes around progress there. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, th- I wrote this down because I went, no. <laughs> that this scene, he says, hold my hand. And she's like, uh, or she's saying like, I, I need you to hold my hand because I'm about to die. And he's like, no, because you're not dying. And this goes on for what is like a page. Could you imagine the last moments of your life just trying to convince your annoying ex-boyfriend that you are indeed <laughs> dying? Like, that's terrible. No, I listen, listen to me. You never listened to me before yeah. when we were dating. But right now I need you to listen. Like, I get what you're doing. It's very sweet. I'm a doctor. I'm filling with blood. I know I'm dying. I am literally crushed beneath a plane. It's very messed up. Um, okay. So then uh, we whip pan <laughs> back to the hospital where everything's very boring and the chief is going to have a dinner for the intern. I fast forwarded through everything that wasn't plane crashed. So just so <laughs> they you know. pre-ordered a duck that takes six hours to cook. Yeah. Should you cook a duck for that long? I guess you cook turkey for that long on Thanksgiving. I don't never cooked a duck. The, no. You know what? I'm going to say that it's right. The point is... <laughs> The point is, apparently, he does this thing every year for the interns that are about to graduate into attendees. That's correct. Something like, or residents, one of the two. Yes. Or, oh, I get it all confused. I think that's right. Right. They go from being interns to baby doctors. Yes. And so, uh, to celebrate this, he's going to have this dinner and everybody, no one wants to go. And also, they're all, like, about to take their, this is one of these things where, like, you know, like on Beverly Hills 90210, they're all like, we all got into different colleges, but then they like all go to the same college that's like just happens to be by their high school. Yeah. This is like that episode too, where everyone is getting these like really amazing job offers all around the country. But like you kind of know that not everyone's really going to leave because Grey's Anatomy needs to keep them all there. Yes. 
Especially if they're popular and or incredibly good looking. So there's they all are. Exactly. So it's also this annoying thing of like, you know, there's no real stakes in the scene. Like, first of all, it's not a plane crash. So there's no stakes. Yeah. (laughs) But also you're like, none of these people are going anywhere. We know this. So it's like it's hard to like, you're just like, get back to the plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand like you need breaks from all the plane crash screaming. But I was just like. No, this is it's I don't, so extra boring. I don't, it's so I don't boring. care. Yes, I almost it's wanted aggressively them, boring. Yeah, I almost wanted them to just stay focused in the force, and you completely forget that the hospital exists for a minute. Uh, that's kind of almost what I wish the episode was instead. Or it was like a bottle episode in the forest. But I understand that yes. they have to wrap up storylines because it's a season finale and set things up for next season. Right. All that, all that administrative. <laughs> oh my god, all the bureaucracy we're about to see. All the board meetings. I mean, just I, hearing things about shares and stocks and private versus public. You know the stuff people really come yeah. to Grey's Anatomy for. Oh yeah. I hope there the less. I hope there was even less sex so they could fit in more board meetings. <laughs> I am legit pretty sure that is true. Not even kissings. <laughs> we got to figure Just out time. Firm business handshake. To yes. put everybody, to not everybody, but put so many of the main cast through that plane crash and then be like, yep, it's what we had to do in order to focus on uh, red tape and the policies. The one thing I will say about the chief dinner business is that I feel like we're getting... A couple things out of it. One, we're getting uh, the like the fallout of uh, Karev not going because he's because the, the, uh, Arizona's gone in his place. And then what's her girlfriend's name? Wait, whose girlfriend? Arizona's. Oh, Callie. Callie. I think Callie's her wife at that point. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh, Callie's Ramirez. just like gonna put on fancy underpants, gonna fuck tonight. Yes, and uh, so when she. <laughs> When you get this bit at the end of like, hey, this might not happen because your girlfriend slash wife, because I'm not sure, uh, has her femur sticking out and can see the bow and like, you know, it's kind of like, a, oh, no, what's going to happen? They're setup. definitely doing that. Like, let's set up the opposite of what's going to happen for irony's sake. Yes. Very heavy hand. But it's like that to me is the entire point of watching this yeah. sea story with the dinner is to be like because she delivers some line about like life can change in a di- in an instant it can just change on a dime like you can meet the love of your life and then y- you two are gonna have hot sex tonight and it's like oh you're like nope that's there's a plane crash yeah that's not gonna happen <laughs> it's honestly we feel it feels really improper talking about it knowing about the femur yeah <laughs> honestly i feel bad now i mean Again, I do like that it's a really sex positive show and people are just like, yeah, boning. Yeah. Uh, the other like big hospital thing that's happening is uh, Owen. That's his name. The worst. Owen, the guy who was like an army doctor. Yeah. He is now a chief of surgery. He's the chief of surgery. That I happened forget at how some we point. got there, honestly. Didn't he used to bang Sandra O oh in the show? They were they're married at this point in the show. They're married. All these people are married, Nadia. Okay. A See, lot of marriages. This is what happens when you tune out after the ghost fucking. Nadia, it's been three seasons. They're either married, dead, or that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Only two options on Grey's Anatomy, married or dead. That feels like well, that should be one of the spin-offs. <laughs> Private practice, move over. We want married or dead. Nadia, you know you live really close to where they film Grey's Anatomy, though, right? Yeah, I right do. now we're really don't give it a don't give I my won't. address. Away. <laughs> Here's the address. Please don't dox me on my own pod. No, I do live close by um, the studios, and I think I live close by to where Ellen Pompeo lives. Yeah, they. I know a lot of them live around this 
neighborhood Mm -hmm. when i first moved here it was when the show was pretty new still and people were buying over here or probably even renting because early on i know people get nervous but we used to see like cast members here and there all the time it was very exciting Ooh, i wish i saw saw kate burton i uh my roommate saw katherine heigl i saw isaiah washington like right when all that stuff was going down did you ask him about it (laughs) no but my like i remember my dog like looked at him and i was like don't look at him he's (laughs) terrible Well, your dog's always had had his finger on the pulse. <laughs> well, your dog is a good ally. Oh, and I saw I've seen Tr Knight like a lot. In fact, I would I've seen him like two or three times here, and then once I was in New York and I saw him, and I was like, why? Why is he everywhere? Is he your spiritual Grace character, like in real life? No. No. no, I mean maybe the universe is trying fe- to say something. Do you feel like you're a George? No, George is the. He's also the worst. Yeah, he's, he's on my list of the worst. He's not great. He's like a nice guy. I'm doing air quotes. Mm, yes. Yeah. Like a nice guy's finished last type of guy who thinks, who if, believes that. If you're like, like sad oh. enough in front of women, they will like, you know, pity fuck you into love or something. Yeah. I don't like it. Who what? is who is your like spiritual Grey's character? Like who do you feel like of all the folks on Grey's, even the ones that I probably don't know because we're in season 16 There's now. There's so many. There's yeah. so many. Um the funny thing is, I'm like, I don't even know if I have that person, but I feel like this is this is maybe a cheesy. I don't know. I love um, Meredith and Christina's best friendship on the show. I because I love how they're sort of in competition because they're doing the same thing, but they also really love each other, and their friendship is shown to be as strong, if not stronger, than their romantic relationships. And I think for women, best friendship is such an important thing. The women you can really lean on in emergency with like really important things who know everything about you. And to me, I'm like, oh, it's so real. I love it so much. So that's, that's I feel like that's for me. That's so sweet. The concept of these two's friendship is the thing that like you feel like you. Yeah, but I'm also like, I mean, there's a lot of things about Chris. I'm like, Christina's just so much smarter and better at surgery than me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a surgeon, so I shouldn't be good at it. But, I was going to say, that doesn't seem like a fair comparison. But I'm like, I'm not like her character, but I'm also like, there's things about her I deeply relate to. So Sure. Uh, I was sad when she left for me. Is there anybody on the show, you, Steve, that you're like, oh, this character feels like me? Based on the <laughs> promo I saw for season one and this plane crash episode. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I guess the person who uh, I guess Lexi because she seemed to seem to be calm under pressure. <laughs> oh, ah, <laughs> shoot. Um, but yeah, I feel <laughs> that. What about but, Jerry, the pilot, uh, <laughs> the one who can't feel his legs? <laughs> he got stuck with a pen by a rude woman. Um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna say Lexi. <laughs> what about you, Nadia? Mm, I'm thinking. Um, I feel like when I watch the show, now I'm trying to like remember everybody that was on the show. Um, yeah, I feel like the basic bitch answer would be to say Sandra O's character or something like, I like know. her character, character, but like, I think I'm more of a Bailey probably than I want to oh, admit. Oh yeah, I can see that. I'm very bossy at times, but also because you're good at it, yeah, and you should be, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and she that woman goes through a lot. She but in this episode, delightfully, she is not going through. She's going through happy things, which is yes. that she's recently gotten engaged. One of the guys she's gotten engaged to has taken a job elsewhere, and he's like a hot doc. Well, he was a nurse, and then he's going to be a doctor. He has a confused, and also now he's on that show, Station Nineteen, where he's oh. a firefighter. That's a spinoff, is, right? Yes, he has had a journey. 
But he's very good looking. He's so good looking. I'm good like, job, Bailey. I love that the show was like, yeah, give her a hot guy. It's like, great. That's exactly what you should have done. And so while all this plane crash business is going on, her whole bit is just like, I have to propose to you again and make sure that this relationship's still going. And he's like, of course it's still going. I love you. And then they just get to have like a nice kiss. It's really and- nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice contrast to all the whip panning happening back in the forest where, um, where, oh, shoot. Uh, before, yeah, like they, they're down to like five matches. They find Derek. This is after. His arm looks the most disgusting I've seen almost anything. It's like a weird purple color. Yeah, I totally forgot to talk about how Ellen Pompeo ugly cries for like a good solid two minutes oh, after just she's, have to watch it. Just after she found out her sister died. Like I have no other way to describe this uh, in an audio format. Like it is the worst ugly crying, and I don't mean that as like bad acting. I just mean like her face contorts. It's from a real the ugly like Claire cry. Danes cry. Ooh, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It's just like her body shakes and it's. We'll post a gif. Yeah, it's just bad. there. It's there bad are news. some good gifts from nope. this episode. <laughs> Note for Nadia: look up gifts. It's just so, so much, so much. Um, and then they're like, "Okay, well, we gotta like find a, Derek." It feels like a thing they should have kept like a few seconds of, but they're like, "Well, she did it, so let's just put the whole cut." Oh, in. It's, it's like so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to end it. I just feel like they like. They were just like feeding off of each other in this. They were just like, yeah, this is the best thing you've ever done. It's like, no. Or they were like, hey, we had another like special effect, but we can't get the (laughs) propeller to work. So we're two minutes short. Honestly, I hope it's that. (laughs) I guess just have her cry for two minutes. Sure. That's the easiest thing. So at that point, that's when she goes to look for Derek. And then they find him and he's got that ugly arm, right? (laughs) I think that's how it times out. It's very, the whole thing makes you feel very confused because it's very disjointed. And again, I guess that's a realistic I've never crashed on an island with a bunch of surgeons before. An island? This is Big Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Halfway between Seattle and Boise? Yeah, wherever. Somewhere somewhere in the woods. It's kind of a, like, if you want, like, an emotional, like, punch, they should have been on their way to Doctors Without Borders or, like. It is such a low stakes. Yeah, yeah. For conjoined twins, for conjoined twins again. Were probably okay yeah. for the moment. Yeah. yeah. Like if they were like, imagine <laughs> if they were, you know, going to do like charity work. I don't know. Or even something that was maybe more time sensitive. Yeah. It just seems like something yeah. that's like. So now, now there's a surgery on the table where it's like, if we don't go do that liver transplant right now, he's going to die. And so is the transplant. Yeah. Did I did I miss that in this episode, or is it mentioned in the other one? Like, if you're just heading to boise like can't you just fly like commercial? a commercial yeah. yes like just fly coach re- just get on an well, airplane I southwest will, i will say spoiler alert in the next season they basically they end up suing the hospital for like hiring a shitty plane i think oh that's just <laughs> which is very funny to me that they like and it was like owen's fault and owen's already the worst so i'm like this is fine is that me. true is that the official yeah. well I actually had a large discussion with this on the internet last week because I hate Owen so much. And we're like, we don't think the show knows that Owen is terrible. The show's like, he's great. And then it just keeps having him do like really horrible and dumb things. Mm -hmm. So I don't care for him. Is he so now that it's all said and done has is is everyone aware like this 
plane crash is because of Owen. Like, is he, does it all fall to his feet or like who is to blame? I think it does, but then it's like, it's been so many seasons now that everyone's like, I mean, it's fine. He still works yeah. there. I guess that's like, this sounds awful, but. <laughs> Can't wait. It's like. <laughs> it's Think like, about it first, Steve, and then say it. No, just say it. It's like if you're friends with Brandy, eventually it's just like, yep, <laughs> she killed someone. <laughs> but like it fades. You oh. make new memories. Yeah. In the old one. Yeah, I did have a moment when you said that where I was like, oh, did she? Oh, yes. She killed someone. Or yeah. like Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. Ted Kennedy. Halle Berry, Laura Bush. Anyone who was on the Epstein plane. Rebecca Gayhart, who was married to Eric Dane McSteamy. Oh. Like how I brought it back. Be doo, be doo. Good seg. Yeah, she uh she hit a she hit and killed a kid. But like same like if you're friends with Rebecca Gayhart, eventually that just becomes something Yeah. Distant weird. past. Yeah. 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 So you so you so you killed a guy. Yeah. But he <laughs> so was like, it's come to this. And he, he was like again. trying to save money, so he got a bad plane. But again, wouldn't it have the the absolute cheapest thing is just to put them on a regular spirit. Plane. Like it does not make any Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your I private plane was the cheapest one. You could have. Get- what's that? Want to get away? To <laughs> <laughs> Big Bear? Want to get away? Just 10 want to get away rates on Southwest. <laughs> well, then it ends up being like the whole reason the hospital's at fault is A, it's like a cheap flight or something or a cheap plane. And then you could, you're only supposed to have like two attendees on a plane at a time. And there was like three Derek, Arizona, and. McSteamy because it was supposed to be Karev and Arizona took his place. So like that's a whole addition. There's a again, there's a lot of bureaucratic. They really in the next took season. a thrilling airplane <laughs> crash and just went with the most boring. They like route. found the most boring attorney that they mm-hmm. knew and were like, "What were some of the legal ramifications of this?" The other half of the episode is Owen, the worst, who like finds oh out that this, a woman who I did not recognize. This is Teddy Altman. She is Teddy. She <laughs> is from his army days. Mm. And after so after like I'm not even going to get into all the cardiothoracic surgeons that have left for various reasons all romantic in nature. Um, bad breakups. That's usually why surgeons leave hospitals. Mm-hmm. So after two different cardiothoracic surgeons have to leave because of bad breakups. He brings in Teddy from because she's from his army days and he's like, look how great she is. And so she's sort of like she's not like somebody who's like been like written up in journals or like this. She's like on the field. Real experience. Right. But also like she was secretly in love with him the whole time. Like It's a very weird, uncomfortable dynamic. And everyone seems kind of and he's like, I'm married to someone else. And she's like, well, I guess this is just always awkward. So she joined the hospital previously, basically to get closer to him. And then yes. he's like, "Actually, no, I've been uh, doing this other. I'm in thing. love with this woman." And she's like, "Oops." Now here's something I do know that I can spoil you with Nadia because I looked into. Her. I didn't know that sh- this actress was on Grey's Anatomy because I know her from 24. She was Audrey, and so she left after season eight and came back in season fourteen. Isn't that bonkers? She's like, back on the show now. Yeah, having she just had a child with Owen. Yeah, what? So she's just gone for because they like fucked in Europe. What? Yes. Wait. Oh, Cassandra O <laughs> left the show season ten. 
Around then, yeah, that seems right. So was what's the reason for her and Owen? Did they just break up? Is the idea, or is it one of those like we're all a season eleven? We're going to say so things like of- she's at home and she's not around. No, so they like they had a divorce and then they were still sort of like on and off again. It was very annoying, and he's he was just terrible. And so she got a job offer from spoiler alert Burke, Isaiah Washington's character, at a fancy clinic in Europe. And One so your she, dog hates. <laughs> no, Gave she, a look to. No, she looked, a look to. she looked at him positively and I was like, no, Violet, he's homophobic. Don't look at him nicely. <laughs> so it was the opposite. She was kind to him and I didn't want I to I misunderstood be. earlier. No. I thought that she was giving him the stink eye. She gave him like, oh, I'd like to meet you, sir. And I was like, no, Violet, we don't talk to people like that. So she takes up a job offer with that guy. Yeah. And then it's and she's like, like, you can't win me back. He's like, I have a wife. I don't want to win you back. You're just the best surgeon ever. It's it's like a weird wish fulfillment sort of like, hey, have you ever had a guy you really want to get away from? What if your ex-boyfriend's like, you're the greatest surgeon in the world and I'll give you all the money and fly you away from him? It's like, oh, that old chestnut. Yeah. It's like, well, that does seem appealing, but also very specific. <laughs> okay. So back in our episode. Yeah, we've gotten really far away from uh, what's, the oh, woman what's important. Fr- the woman from 24 is in love with the army guy. So yep. therefore, she's like, I can't do this anymore. I have taken a job elsewhere. With and the he- army? I think yeah and and he's like you can't do this and she's like well I'm gonna and then he says well I'm gonna fire you and then she seems mad about it and then she comes right back into his office and gives him a hug and then she's like no I do want she's like don't fire me I'll stay here after all and he's like no you have to go help the army that's your duty as yeah he fired her so that she wouldn't because she wanted to stay right yeah it's very, it's so complicated for something not complex. Yeah. It's very annoying. It's, just, you could, you could just, she's going to leave. Yeah, she got a that job and she's just leaving. happened. But Instead, then the man didn't let her. We need to have her get express permission from the man. Can just you imagine like, if this woman just got a good job that she wanted and left or imagine she got a job offer and was like you know despite that this is a good offer i'm really happy maybe i won't take it yeah i actually enjoy being here i would rather stay in seattle nope not this guy here's the theory that many of us have posited about owen hunt Tell a us terrible what the great, character. What the anatomy heads are saying. So Kevin McKidd, who plays him, we think he's, it sounds like he's just like the coolest, nicest, greatest dude ever. And I think it is tricked people who work on the show that his character therefore is. Oh, uh. so he's a nice dude in real life. Yes, that's what I think the situation is. Because oh. he's directed a lot of the episodes. It seems like I've seen like pictures of him with Sandra O oh since she left. So they've clearly like, you know, kept in touch, supported each other. So I think it's this weird thing where as an actor, he's great. And so the character is like kept around. It's like, well, then make him nicer. Yeah. Like, what? Why it's is a drama. He's allowed an arc where he changes a little bit. Yeah. Or like lean into that he's terrible and have fun with it instead of being like, we're going to present him as a hero, but yeah, just, make him a, make him a straight up villain. Yeah. It'd be fun. I always find if you have a unlikable character, all you have to do is make it that they're secretly poor and then the audience feels really bad for them. <laughs> yeah. And Grey's Anatomy has used that. Exactly. Really? <laughs> of course. There's like a, there, well, doctor introduced in the very next episode of season nine who's like alex calls her a princess for a while and then she's like i lived in a car (laughs) 
And it's supposed to be like, well, that's everything then. So yeah, so so back, whip Pam back to Big Bear, where uh, they try to, they, they a chopper's coming, they're like, uh, uh, Patrick Dempsey, shoot off a flare gun, shoot off a flare oh gun. Oh my god, the- that scene was so painful to watch two people try to use a flare gun unsuccessfully. Yeah, and it doesn't work, and that's when it comes to commercial, is like a full minute <laughs> of watching people struggle with a flare gun. First, Meredith tries to do it, and he's like, I'll handle it, and he's also very bad at it. And this show has already set up that in this world, apparently guns are very easy to fire because a <laughs> vagina did it. <laughs> But now a flare gun, they can't figure Impossible. it out. <laughs> so this flare doesn't work. They've got to be there overnight. Clearly something is wrong. Like, uh, the black box in the airplane is damaged or didn't Some, go off? Or, yeah, the communication devices are all screwy. Screwed up. Steamy kind of falls over. Uh, Lexi's dead. Arizona's just like... In that, you know, I don't know how to describe it. She's just completely, you know, worn out from her injuries. The pilot is dead? No. He's not, but he's On perhaps, his- par- he's not doing great. Yes. And then everybody else is just like huddled together under blankets for warmth. And then they just kind of cut back to the other stuff happening. And uh, that's it. That's it. There's no indication of like, will these folks survive? It's not and real weird. Season finale, so like that's another thing. I guess no, we still have that with like anything you binge, you end up having to wait a, like a year for more episodes. But to like for that to you, you'd have to wait I and see what happens. Really, am kind of sad that I was not watching the show live when this happened because I cannot imagine. <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. Yeah, and it doesn't even feel. I mean, it is a cliffhanger, but it's also the thing of the plane crash already has happened. So it's like the cliffhanger is like, will they get off this island or Big Bear or whatever's happening? But I mean, obviously they will. But it's for this a, wisteria it's lane a- to bring it back to ABC hour long dramas. <laughs> but it's this weird thing where like the the end of the episode is like very muted because it's like all the stuff kind of happened, yes. and then it's just sort of like, well, what's gonna happen next? And, and what pisses me off is I of course didn't watch another episode, but I did look up what happens and it's like a month later it's a month i wanted to dive right back so in so i was like i'm gonna watch the episode after so yeah, i can see all the right after stuff and yeah. when they get rescued and stuff totally forgetting that it cuts to a month later yeah and they're just sort of like some people are angry some people are hurt yeah some people are dead like uh, well i guess they needed i guess they couldn't have any more plane crash stuff because they had to get to the boardrooms flashbacks in a later episode oh like two, an episode or two after that, wow. there's some flashbacks. <laughs> Ellen and Pompeo is like. There's like a line where, because Christina's like, has PTSD or whatever, uh-huh. and is like hospitalized for this. And she talks about how like they heard wild animals at the, in the night, like coming to eat Lexi. It's like the darkest shit I've ever heard. Oh my God. And I'm like, this is a show where also people just like make out in cute places. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? That's insane. I know. You can't just drop that in your dialogue and then just be like, well, but anyway, some other hospital stuff. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's well, so much. Like, 16 truly. seasons of Grey's Anatomy says you can. <laughs> just like imagine that, Steve. Imagine being in the woods and you are like, I don't know if I'm going to survive the night. And now you know that wild animals have come to eat your friend slash long lost sister slash one-time lover. 
depending on who you are in this scenario. I feel that was a confusing way to introduce that person. That's from different characters, POVs, everyone. Yes, it is. Uh, Just like the idea of... why include that tidbit if you're not going to show it i if think you're not gonna... like well you need to know why christina's this messed up yeah i think we know we saw the plane the plane yeah, crash the plane was went down yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just go back to the plane crash. so sh- like you said shows back in the immediate yeah. aftermath i love it. that at some point in this episode she's like why does this stuff keep happening to us as <laughs> if like you know the writers are like oh should we acknowledge we that out. a lot has happened yeah in doing some research, it does seem like this definitely ranks on uh, fan lists and uh, any kind of, you know, if we were looking up top Grey's Anatomy episodes. This is certainly one that I think gets mentioned a lot, certainly as a tearjerker or tissue grabber type episode. Do you feel that way about it? Not at all. <laughs> but also, I never liked Lexi, so I was like, fine. I was surprised. I was I was so shocked and not even in like a... Like I saw, I I was reading earlier too that a lot of people were angry that her death was like so unceremonious. Yes. That she's just sort of like, it's like so early into the episode and it just sort of happens very quickly. Hold my hand, I'm filling up with blood. No, you're not. Oh, oh, she's dead. And he does the thing where he like wipes at her face and her eyes close, like, yep. which I hate. Um, So I hated... Lexi's one of those characters I really, really hated. So it was this weird thing of like, well, it's sad for Meredith, but this is an annoying person. And now she's gone. And also, <laughs> I think I was just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? So it's hard to, I feel, sometimes elicit emotion when you are just so, like, baffled. Yeah, absolutely. Of Grey's Anatomy and all of its 16 seasons of gory glory... How does this really rank on the crazy episode scale? I mean, we I got think it is the craziest. Crazier than Gun in the Vagina. Crazier <sighs> than two different episodes with separately gunmen. with Gunmen. It's crazier that wasn't there a musical episode, but they sang yes. normal songs. It wasn't like they made <laughs> they new songs. They basically sang the songs from the Grey's Anatomy soundtrack. Right. They just well, they already had the right. So yeah, that's just, and not a business. And not a, <laughs> And you know what? I remember Kevin McKinnon, a very good voice. He really carried a lot of the the load. Oh dear, that's why they've kept. That's him why up they on. like him. He yeah. sings. Um, I yeah. still think it is the most crazy because it's it's not like it killed characters. It was, it was weirdly filmed. It didn't feel a part of this show at all. Characters were almost acknowledging in a meta way that it was weird that it was happening. And then what it inspired was so dull in comparison. So, yeah, yeah I think it's, I think it is the most bonkers thing. Is, do you feel like it's out, out of all of our long television? Where would you rank this in terms of absolute insanity? Oh. Maybe of the shows that you've seen, because I'm not going to sure. presume you've seen I haven't seen every show. That's true. I remember there was like an episode of House where he like drove his car into someone's home because he was mad at them, maybe? <laughs> is that right? I think there's something like that. <laughs> this is one of the few times I'm like, I refuse to look this up because I just want this to be true. I want this to be a thing that happens. Um, A couple of craziest moments on this list. Uh, that I found from a, our website called buzzfeed.com. Uh, the one that I remember a, a commercial for is a train accident when two people were stuck, stuck on the same, on the pole. same yeah. pole. They were both impaled by a pole together. I'm going to tell you guys and the whole world listening a truth, which is 
that episode always makes me cry. It's weirdly well done. Oh. They have all the music in it, and it's this big metaphor for like only one of those people can like be saved, and so they basically take her off the pole so they can get the other guy and then she just they can't even try to save her really she's mm-hmm. so like dead and she dies very quickly and Meredith's like no one cares about her and it's because she's like drunk and she's just been left by someone and she it's like about herself oh. and it's very sad why did how did they decide who was gonna live because one the woman they knew once they took the pole out of her she was just gonna like oh, okay. die no matter what Got like it. that was the only thing like yeah holding her together uh, but the guy like where it pierced him was like better okay. it was like better Ugh. but also like oh it's it's like it's one of those that's like this is ridiculous this is the kind of thing that Gray's when it does right it's like this is a ridiculous scenario all the emotions it's sort of like if this crazy thing happened this is how humans would act right it's good soap yes and then the plane crash is like what (laughs) but also how would we all act if like me and five of my coworkers crashed in a i mean it's different our skills are in like you know my day job skills are like media planning so it's like less it's different than being surgeons also who sends a husband and wife on the same mission and they have a child at home they have a child yeah, who's watching that kid this whole time? Don't know. I mean, that's gonna mess up that kid, right? That kid, that kid's got to be messed up already. So, well, yeah, and by now Derek is dead. So, in oh, the show. Oh yeah. Wait, when did he? He died like two or three seasons ago. And he, I mean, he just uh, walked. He like parked and then walked to help a person. And then when he was like gonna get back in his car, I think he got hit. Oh my god, that's. But the- then they sent him to a bad hospital. Why would they? <laughs> what? And like then, the ambulance people sent yeah, him ambulance. to the oh. bad hospital. And so then there was also a lot of like, "How dare you be bad at your job? You could have saved the surgeon." That this show—that's qu- that's good. I'll give them that to be like <laughs> one of the best doctors at one of the best hospitals. But he gets sent to the shitty hospital. Yeah. And then there was like a. Was she a doctor? I don't know. There's this character named Penny. And she was like, I think we need to do more. And the male doctor was like, no, we don't. He's fine. And then he died. Oh, mm. this is, this is crazy. Oh, boy. Ugh, this show. This show. Shonda, if you're listening, you're not. But if you are. <laughs> it I'm would just- be amazing if this is how we found out. She's a really big fan of this podcast. <laughs> is we reached out directly to her through this episode. Shonda, we just have too many questions that so I can't. Many. I, uh, th- my brain is jammed with questions. I love it, and I honestly, I think I'll probably dive in to it. On, it's, it's on worth Netflix, it. right? It's on Netflix. It's just so easy. I love choices. I, I love watching things where it's like, wow, the people behind this, they went for something. I would so much rather see a show where things go off the rails constantly yeah. than something where it's sort of like, mm-hmm. like you said, not making a choice or just sort of doing the same thing. Yeah. A movie I've really liked in the last decade is Cloud Atlas because it's insane and because every movement, every voice choice, every scene is a big Big choice. They just swung for the fences in that it's film. So much better than just like if something's gonna be bad, I'd rather it be bad in that way. Yes, yeah. yes, very much so. Uh, and this episode at least held my attention because I too at was least the my room. The plane crash. <laughs> yeah, at least the plane crash parts. Oh, the other parts, I was like, oh, I'll just do the dishes. But everything else was definitely like, what is happening? How are they gonna get out of this? 
Uh, Amy Spaulding, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? This has been the most I've gotten to talk about Grey's Anatomy <laughs> before getting embarrassed and having to leave a conversation. So I'm so happy right now. Uh, where can... Uh, <laughs> you can find me in a bar talking about Grey's Anatomy <laughs> till everyone leaves. <laughs> Is there anything you want to plug at this time? Oh, yeah. Um, you can pre-order my next book. It's called We Used to Be Friends. It's about a friendship breakup. It doesn't really have anything to do with Grey's Anatomy. It Well, I mean, Grey's Anatomy is full of friendships. Full of friendships and, and, they and arguments often, and cool women. And they often get into fights. That's true. All right. It's just the same. <laughs> There's no plane crash. And Spoiler alert. <laughs> like that you said this book spoiler alert no plane crash i like to imagine that somebody like it's in the future it's out it's on shelves and somebody picks it up while they're listening to this podcast just as you say spoiler alert there's no plane crash and they just like frown and put it back that (laughs) and they pick up the next book that's just called tracy and the plane crash (laughs) there we go and where can people find you? On Twitter, I'm at the Ames, T-H-E-A-M-E-S, a very hard handle to say aloud. On Instagram, I'm at that Ames, T-H-A-T-A-M-E-S. Um, I should change one of those to match the other, but I've decided I've made such a poor decision. I'm going to really dig my heels in and keep them both. Now lean into it. If they could go for 16 seasons like this, you can lean into these Here's names. the other thing. You can just literally, if you type in Amy Spaulding, it comes up on both platforms. So you can find it. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Just Google it. Yeah. You can just Google it, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at WhyDoYouKnowThatPod or on Twitter at WhyDoYouKnowPod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at WhyDoYouKnowThatPod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime.